Welcome to Retiring Generously, a podcast for the charitably inclined. I'm Caleb Frankert, financial advisor and enrolled agent at Blue Jay Financial Group in Defiance, Ohio. My mission is to equip you with the knowledge and resources to be generous, tax efficient, and intentional with your retirement dollars. Let's get started. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears slightly today on retiring generously. We've spent the last several episodes talking about some really great strategies to save on taxes while still being generous with our retirement assets. Some of the material has been technical in nature and some of it's been more abstract just to get us thinking. This episode is going to fall more into that technical side of things. But remember, if I can understand it, you can too. Remember, I'm only going to go there if it's necessary to provide more understanding of the overall subject matter. So, here we go. Everything that we've talked about to this point has a tax implication of some sort. Different tax strategies present different tax situations, and hopefully, to this point, you've learned how to improve your tax situation. When talking about taxes and tax preparation, it's nearly impossible not to broach the subject of deductions especially when we're talking about charitable giving. So in this episode, we're going to primarily look into the age-old question of whether to take the standard deduction or to itemize. I know, you can't wait to hear more, right? Well, stay tuned. As I've said in the past, I think you will find the time invested to be valuable. First, let's define our terms a bit. We are talking about deductions, okay? So a deduction is an amount that you can deduct, to lower your taxable income. Deductions are found in things like mortgage interest, student loan interest, retirement account contributions, and yes, charitable contributions. If you've ever done your own taxes, you've been faced with the question of whether or not to take the standard deduction, which is essentially a number that everyone gets, or to itemize your deductions in the case where your deductions would outnumber the standard deduction. I personally used to spend hours figuring things up both ways. There were a lot of years where it was a very, very close call for me. If you pay a tax preparer, they'll run the comparison for you as a part of the return prep. I mentioned that I used to spend a lot of time on this question. However, with the passing of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, the decision was made a lot easier for most Americans filing a tax return. This legislation almost doubled the amount of the standard deduction, making those comparisons that were once close for me a whole lot more lopsided in favor of standard deductions. I'm good with it. It saves me a lot of time every April, every year. Before the Tax Cuts and Job Act, or I'm going to call it the TCJA as it's commonly referred to, about 30% of Americans were actually itemizing their deductions, thus meticulously documenting every penny that was paid out in state and local income taxes, uh, real estate property taxes, personal property taxes, mortgage interest, disaster losses, and yes, gifts to charity. Since the passing of the TCJA, the number of Americans itemizing has dropped all the way down to about 13%. Here are some figures to give you an idea. 
In 2017, the standard deduction was $6,350 for single filers, $9,350 for heads of household and married filing separately, and $12,700 for married filing jointly. For 2023, the numbers look like this. $13,850 for single filers, $20,800 for heads of household and married filing separately, $27,700 for those married filing jointly, and there's a little bit more for senior citizens over 65. Big difference, right? You can see why most people take the standard. And for those who are cutting it close, it usually makes more sense to just take the standard and not raise the audit flag. You are more likely to be audited by itemizing your deductions. Okay, so what does all of this mean? As you've probably figured out by now, I'm laying groundwork for the good stuff. Some people feel that raising the standard deduction has led to less generosity because taxpayers were not receiving the extra benefit that they once received. While that could be, I don't think that many give with the primary objective of saving on taxes. In addition, there are still ways to take advantage of those above-the-line deductions, like retirement contributions and qualified charitable distributions, which we've talked about at length. Again, that's one of the many reasons I'm such a big proponent of the QCD. You don't have to itemize to benefit. So when does it make sense to itemize deductions? Well, if you are far exceeding the standard, you'll want to itemize. Makes sense. But you can also look at opportunities to bunch charitable donations. Essentially, bunching is paying two years worth of deductions in the same year. This makes your total deductions higher and thus makes itemizing your deductions more advantageous for that year. In the next year, when your deductions are much lower, you take the standard deduction. Sounds pretty simple, right? Well, we all know that the tax code is anything but simple, so you need to make sure that your tax preparer is totally on board before you employ such a bunching strategy. First of all, you may not be able to do it. But like most of what we've talked about on this podcast, it's probably worth the time invested to look into it. The fact is that there are limitations to how much you can give from a, deduct a deductibility standpoint. There are limitations with percentages of income that you need to be aware of, but if you have other deductions that get you well over the standard deduction number, you may just want to kick the tires on this idea. I'm not going to get into specifics because it really does require some intentional planning on the part of you and your tax professional. One of the sticking points to bunching, however, is that most charities, while they do appreciate any donation, they would rather receive donations regularly throughout the course of a couple of tax years than just a one-time check every couple of years. It's just something to consider. If this is the case, there are some other strategies to look into. Some of those strategies, like donor-advised funds, which I would get into in Season 2, if there is one, uh, would still accommodate this bunching strategy. So again, food for thought. So in summary, what should you take away from this episode? The first thing is that whether or not you prepare your own taxes, make sure that you're running the numbers to properly evaluate your standard versus itemized deductions. Again, if you are well under the number, qualified charitable distributions are a great way to still receive a tax benefit for your giving. The second takeaway is this that by employing a bunching strategy, you may be able to reap tax benefits by using both the standard deduction and itemized deductions in alternating years. And the third takeaway, which may be the biggest of all, is this. 
Make sure that your tax professional truly understands your charitable giving goals and objectives so that he or she can help you to navigate the best course possible. This is where tax planning really distinguishes itself from just plain tax preparation. Well, that's all for this episode of Retiring Generously. I've been your host, Caleb Frankert. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have questions or topics that you would like covered on the Retiring Generously podcast, you can reach me at podcast at bluejfg.com. If you'd like to talk about your specific situation, you can schedule a 15-minute phone call at calendly.com slash Caleb dash Frankert. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com slash C-A-L-E-B dash F-R-A-N-K-A-R-T. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written content on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay, unless otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.